You are listening to the Thriving Empire podcast season three, how to find a remote job. So if you're a highly skilled human ready to ditch the office and the clutches of the commute and instead work for an awesome company right from your kitchen table or a co-working space or wherever in the world, you're going to love this season. I've created the ultimate resource bursting with actionable tactics and tips for finding a remote job, as well as a smooth transition to the remote work style so that you can enjoy more freedom and flexibility in your work and in your life. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, marketing strategist and consultant, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work obsessed. Let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 61, the four essential characteristics of a remote worker. Welcome if you're joining me for the first time, and welcome back if you're joining me again. Um, I have a quick favor to ask if you are enjoying the podcast so far, and if you're new and enjoy this episode at the end, I would love you if you would rate and review it on iTunes for me, please. It's called Thriving Empire Podcast. It's really easy to find, um, and I would so appreciate a review and a rating so that more people can find out how to find a remote job as well. Now, also, if you want to fast track your remote career trajectory, head over to my website, stephanieholland.co, where you can find out more about my personalized remote career plans and my 30-minute remote career consults. You can sign up for my list while you're over there, and I'll keep you up to date on everything that I'm offering. So last episode, we talked about the most important skill you need as a remote worker. So if you missed that episode, go back to episode 60. That's a good one. It's stephanieholland.co forward slash 60. So many people ask me what skills they need as a remote worker. It's probably the number one question I get asked. Well, you need the job skills required by the role, right? Obviously, just like you would any traditional co-located role. And also, by the way, if you get confused by any of the terminology I'm using in this podcast, you can head over to episode 57, where I talk about um, remote work terminology. But other than the one most important skill um, many remote companies agree on that we covered in the last episode, more important, I think personally, are your key characteristics. Now, characteristics are much more like a quality trait or attribute that you possess, like being a good communicator or a self-starter. They are often just the way you do things, um, your specific approach to your work or the essence of how you work, the essence of how you show up. They are the qualities that bring you, um, that bring, uh, that you bring to your work and your interactions with other people. And it's really how people think of you as well. So your characteristics, characteristics, <laughs> can't even say the word, characteristics are what will really help you stand out from the crowd. Now, if you can infuse them into the application process, you're going to be noticed. It's more likely right? And if you can bring them to your role and the experience that your team has of you as well, then you're more likely to succeed in your role as well. So not only will you then be appreciated by your team, it will have a ripple effect throughout your company on the people, on the projects and the processes. So many remote first companies are actively looking for signs of these characteristics in your application process. That's the big secret. And now you know it. Now, while researching for this episode, because, you know, I don't, th th this, this, this podcast season is not about me sharing my opinion with you, but I really want to surface the relevant research and data that's being discovered. So I found a great research study referenced through a Forbes article, and all of the links will be in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 60. Um, uh, uh, and 
these, um, this study and this article endeavor to answer the question, what competencies are necessary for success as a remote worker? And the answers are pretty interesting. Now, back in episode 54, I cut covered the ideal traits of a remote worker. So you have to be a knowledge worker, highly skilled at what you do, passionate about your career, really good at what you do, and a strong work ethic as well as being highly organized. Okay, these are all really great remote work traits. But this research that I'm about to talk about also suggested a few more interesting um, characteristics that are critical hiring criteria for companies so that they can build a workforce that's more capable of self-management. And of course, if you think about it, for a remote and distributed teams, a self-managing team is the holy grail and far different from the, you know, the micromanaging tendencies that saturate the traditional nine-to-five office world. Now, this study was really broad. So respondents were 34% um, uh, from Canada, 33% from the US, 26% um, named various countries in Europe as their home, and, and um, other respondents, about 7% of them identified as being from Mexico, Russia, Romania, Bolivia, New Zealand, and Poland. So there is a kind of like a broad, um, broad base group here. And while the bulk of respondents reported to be between 36 and 40, um, there were also 25 to 35-year-olds and 41 to 45-year-olds. So you're looking at a 25 to 45-year-old mix there as well. And also across a variety of remote working arrangements, which contract types, which we talked about in episode 56. So go back to 56 um, if you don't know what I'm talking about there. And then, of course, the research was done across a variety of roles within the business. So there are some obvious characteristics that make you awesome in any job, whether remoted or co-located, right? These are, these are the no-brainers. Good communication, you, that you're self-directed and motivated, you're disciplined, and also adaptable and flexible. But there are four that I really want to draw your attention to, because when I read this, I was nodding vigorously, um, because these qualities have helped me a lot in my life and work personally. And I, I see that companies that have a lot of people like this are also super efficient and super productive and sort of very creative and innovative as well. And it's, that's obviously quite rare in the workplace, um, as you will probably agree with me. So you should totally read the whole study for yourself, but here's the first one. So trustworthy. Being trustworthy was stated as critical by 72% of the respondents. Respondents reported that if someone is not a trustworthy person, it might be a struggle to make progress in his or her career. Discussions reflected on the thought that some people need the accountability of others to continue making progress. The weather, the surf, depression, excitement are some of the distractions that can cause misplaced priorities when an individual has already committed to an important deliverable. By consistently following following through with what has been committed, an individual is demonstrating trustworthiness. For people who view commitment as restrictive, it does not mean they're not trustworthy, but it does mean that it will be difficult to demonstrate it through actions. So, do you consider yourself trustworthy? Now, this is really funny. When I was researching for the podcast, one person said in a Facebook group, I wouldn't trust myself to do the work. So I was thinking, hmm, perhaps then you wouldn't be the ideal remote worker. So the second characteristic is taking initiative and being curious. 
So this refers to an act or strategy intended to resolve a difficulty or improve a situation, or being eager to know or learn something. The phrase, the buck stops here, rang true with many research participants. When working remotely, the individual may not have had ready access to a manager or co-worker to solve a problem or provide a, a resource. In all likelihood, no one will be standing over a, a remote worker telling them the next steps, or even first steps in initiating and working through a project. No micromanager to focus on the details. Being curious speaks to a desire for continued growth, never settling for the status quo, seeking new and improved processes, new solutions, learning new things, and never letting oneself stagnate. The desire for continued learning was a common sentiment among participants. So that's so interesting, right? So you've got to remember your manager or CEO might be asleep while you're working in a different time zone. So being able to confidently make decisions about how to proceed um, proceed when you have an element of uncertainty is like a superpower in a remote job and so much appreciated and respected by your peers and your leaders. Now, this third quality is my favorite. It is high self-efficacy. Now, self-efficacy, so I'm reading directly from the research here, self-efficacy speaks to having a high belief in one's own capabilities to produce quality outcomes. A healthy self-efficacy regarding a person's ability to produce a product or service that is of the highest quality provides a profile of an individual who has what it takes to be successful in a smart working context. Discussions clarified the distinction between self-efficacy and overconfident or egotistical. Respondents recognize that an individual with high self-efficacy understands their strengths and is willing to seek help when needed without feelings of inadequacy. Oh my gosh, I love this. And of course, this has nothing to do with perfectionism. This has to do with being able to deliver high quality work on time and drama free. Such a useful um, quality or characteristic, I think. Now, the fourth and final competency that I found staggeringly inter interesting, um, although it's not unusual, but just their description of it is um, accountability. So here's what the research says. Without exception, our respondents agree that accountability at work is vital. If one is to enjoy the privileges afforded by freedom, independence, and flexibility, there must be accountability. While many nine anecdotal responses were provided, one that, re that reflects the sentiments of all would be this, doing what I say I will do, delivering on commitments, making work visible and available to the rest of the team, and holding the rest of the team to their commitments as well. Now, the one word used by most of their responses was, responsibility, being responsible for meeting deadlines, um, fulfilling commitments, owning consequences, actions and decisions, achieving deliverables, and success and failure. Gosh, I just loved this whole research study. So I hope this kind of intrigues you to read it in more detail and really sort of make your own observations about what it's saying about the remote workforce and about how to be successful in the remote workplace. But th this final one about accountability, you know, doing what you say you'll do is such a rare trait. Oh my gosh, if you do this you've, and you've got evidence of this, then you're in the top 2% of candidates. So if you have done your own creative project, so for example, like me, I've written and self-published two books. I've created a podcast and I'm now on episode 64, which means I've been doing it for over a year. Things like that. If you can demonstrate that you just do what you say you can do, my gosh, so few people can do this. You're going to be in the top 2%. 
So, do you think that you're naturally trustworthy? Do you show initiative and curiosity? Do you have high self-efficacy? And are you accountable? Well, yes or no, you now know what these most important essential characteristics are for you know, being a successful rem remote worker. Now, of course, I have an awesome remote worksheet so that you can workshop the best examples of these competencies um, that you have exhibited in your life and work until now. And then you can sort of start peppering them throughout your application process, through your cover letters, your CV, and your conversations and interviews, and all of that. So head over to Worksheet 9 in the podcast pack, and you'll be able to do that really quickly. No drama, no procrastination, just getting on with it, which of course is one of the essential characteristics. Now, if you don't have the worksheet yet, don't worry, you can grab a copy in the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 61. So that's it from me this week. I'll see you next week on Thriving Empire Podcast. But until then, keep living and working on your own terms so that you can build your career and the life you really want simultaneously. And thank you for tolerating a couple of my sniffles there. I have got crazy hay fever this week. I hope you have not got it wherever you are because it might be winter where you are, which means in one sense, you're pretty lucky. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me. Now, this will really help other people find it too, so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week and see you next time on Thriving Empire.